Hello and welcome to the Feminist Podcast. I am Wendy Frias. And I am Janine Padilla. We are two New York City Latinas who join forces to create a space where we talk about all things female wellness. Together we will discuss and demystify all things related to women, such as mental health, mindfulness, lifestyle, and more. All with the side of New York City sass and spice. Hey everybody, this is Wendy. And Janine. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of recognizing red flags in our relationship. I think this is such an important topic. Have you ever ended a relationship and when you look back at it all, the red flags are crystal clear? The jealousy, controlling behavior, or lack of honesty was always apparent. It was always there. There's a saying that says, Hindsight is 2020. And that means that everything becomes clear when you take a step back and you get to analyze the situation. In today's podcast, we're going to be discussing some of those red flags and hopefully you can avoid the heartache and sleepless nights that come from ending a relationship. So here goes my personal story. So everyone knows that I'm not immune. I have gone through these kinds of relationships in my past. So I think no one is immune to having these certain situations in their lives. So I met someone who was amazing, who was charming and cordial, you know, that old school stuff where they like open the door for you, pull out your chair, stand up when you're going to leave the room, all that like stuff that's kind of cute, but ding, ding, red flags. Um, But what happens is, that that behavior slowly turns into something else. Um, We started having discussions about how a woman's role in society should be different from a man's role. I know, right? Really? This day and age, a man is telling me, well, no, you should be doing this and I should be doing that. So that should have been the first red flag, but you know, I kind of let it go. So you you guys pretty much know where I'm getting to with this. But I ignore those red flags. He's cute. He's nice. Blah, 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 blah. Eventually, the relationship became like super controlling where he thought he knew what was best for me and became like um, jealous and possessive. So basically, at the end, needless to say, the relationship didn't last very long. So today we're going to talk about what red flags are, how can they manifest in a romantic relationship, and how to trust your instincts when it comes to identifying them, because girls, women, we can feel it. We can feel those, those um, when something doesn't feel right, those instincts pop up. So I think that's how we're going to start it today. Janine? Um, yeah, girl, please. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying to think everything you were saying was like, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, you know, just all these memories start flooding in. Uh, but Yeah, I'm trying to think of like my experiences in relationships and uh, have I ever dated anyone um, that kind of showed those red flags in particular. And what you said was something that was really like spot on, which it was like, you know, oh, but he's cute and this and that. So you get you kind of like put those these red flags um, to the wayside because you're you're just like, 
oh, it, but it's nothing serious, right? And I like to think about that, like, yeah, it's all cute in the beginning until this person, you know, it's like, oh, this person must care about me and is so protective of me. They That must mean that they really love me until shit starts getting out of hand. Um, And over time, it just becomes worse and worse um, to the extent where you start to feel frightened or anxious or nervous or worried to say or do anything because you... Um, are afraid essentially of how this person is going to react either verbally or physically. And when thinking about um, any of my personal relationships I've been in, I don't, well, no, this is a lie. Cause I was going to say like, I don't think I've ever been in a relationship um, that exhibited those behaviors. But actually when I think about it in my mid teens, I was dating someone and this individual was extremely uh jealous so i do recall a time where like they came to pick me up from school and uh i was having a conversation with this other boy and they just immediately came up up to us and looked at me and was like who the who the fuck is this and i'm just like oh this is so and so before i even got to say the dude's name this poor guy i don't even remember his name so now to this day but (laughs) which is messed up but it was a long time ago um, but, but the person that I was with, uh, punched him in the face and literally knocked him oh. out. And he, yeah. Like, like no fucking lie, like knocked him out in front of the school. And I'm like, what the hell? And he's like, Oh, you don't be, you knew I was coming to pick you up. I don't want you speaking to anyone. That should have been my cue right there to kind of be like, Oh wait, like th- something about this is not right. But that goes back to like this whole, like, yeah, it's fucked up. I felt bad for my friend. But then like in the back, you know, like then in the back of your head, you're kind of like, oh, you know, he's so protective of me and he must really love me. He doesn't want me like speaking to anyone else and thinking somehow in my twisted little world back then that that was like really cute Um, until fast forward, you know, like months later. And then it started becoming a situation where I would wear certain types of clothing, um, you know, like little, little shorts and my back then, you know, my Doc Martens and like little tank tops and stuff like that. And then he started just like, oh, I don't want you wearing this. I don't want you wearing that until one day I slept over and he ended up like taking my clothes and ripping them up and throwing them out the window. I mean, it was a real shit show. Uh, Fortunately, like nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Fortunately, nothing I never allowed um, anything to get completely um, out of hand. And if I were in any other relationships where an individual um, was trying to be possessive or controlling with me in any other way, it really wasn't working because Wendy, you know me well, right? So I'm a free spirit, um, but I'm also... (laughs) very vocal. I don't really take anyone's shit, um, partner, friend, whoever it is. So, I mean, anyone at that point or even to this day that's trying to tame me is just, it's not going to happen. Um, so I think, you know, in a lot of situations, they learn that, uh, uh, pretty quick (laughs) in the relationships that I've been in. And again, fortunately, it's never gotten to an extent where, you know, it's, it's abusive and, and, or people have to like the cops need to be called or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, when I, when I initially was thinking of it, I couldn't really, I was like, no, I don't think I've ever experienced that. And then this one ex-boyfriend came to mind and I was like, oh shit, actually I did have a situation where, you know, this person 
was jealous and and trying to control me um and be a bit possessive and you know needless to say later on maybe like a year year and a half uh down the line that um relationship ended uh but this also makes me think uh and I hate to admit it uh but I'm human we're human you're human right um and it started make me it's this has started to make me think like have I been in a situation where I've become jealous, right? Like at the opposite um, side of the spectrum, like they may look at me and be like, oh no, bitch, red flags, red flags, red flags. Because oh, they may, <laughs> the hills, who knows? Right, exactly. Um, And then I'm like, wow, yeah. Like, you know, growing up, I, I dealt with a lot of things and I had certain traumas. So I carried, um, you know, some baggage and uh had insecurities. And if I really reflect on it, there definitely were times in my life in relationships uh, where I I was the one who was jealous, right? Uh, again, like I didn't allow those feelings to get out of hand. Like I, I know people um, that were, you know, out there like trying to fight other females because their man was looking or talking to somebody. Like I wasn't trying to do all that. I'm like, you know, make love, not war type of uh, personality. <laughs> Um, but you know, they were going out there like slashing their dudes, like tires or, you know, taking a key and scratching their cars and shit. Um, I wasn't getting to that extreme, uh, but you know, definitely my jealous tendencies at some points would come into play and it would cause like little petty arguments. And at the end of the day, just kind of really made me, um, feel like shit, you know, like. Like it just really fucked with my self-esteem big time. And um thinking about that is is yet another reason why we have these conversations um and just want to share our stories, uh, because it's super important to if you're having these emotions or if you've gone through these situations, to start figuring out like where does this stem from? Like why, why, why am I having these feelings of jealousy or why do I feel possessive or controlling? Um, if it's coming from you, uh, and if it's coming from someone else, uh, you know, and we'll get into this later, kind of questioning, like, why am I allowing this to happen? Wendy? I mean, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really important point. And what I wanted to say, I actually want to go back a little bit with something that was really important. And that's that we all carry trauma. You know, it's easy to look at our partners and say, they're the bad ones. They're the ones that did this. They're the controlling ones. But we all carry trauma. And a lot of that trauma comes from fear of losing you, of not having you in their lives. And sometimes people react that way to that trauma and those emotions. So we can never forget that there's a person behind that who was a child and who went through something that significantly impacted them. Um, so I think that's really important to address. And also that in your relationship, right? He was nice. You hung out with him. You didn't see these little things. All of a sudden, one day he came and punched someone in the face. Right. It's right. It starts slow. It's a slow progression. Um, you're not going to meet someone. They're going to try to tell you what to eat and when to eat and how to eat it. But if you give it some time, these things do come out and these things do manifest. Now, have I ever been the one that was controlling? I don't think I'm the controlling type. I I have gotten very jealous. I have to admit. I have to admit, I've been very jealous 
Um, and I think that comes from insecurity. When I was younger, I was very insecure. And that would manifest in itself in me being jealous of who he was speaking to or what was he doing. But I wasn't one of those like crazies that takes your phone and slams it. And like, you, <laughs> you know, he's cars. I'm not about that life. Right. Uh, but I became uh, jealous. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really it's really interesting how our emotions uh, can, you know, uh, really uh, dictate our, our reactions to things uh, when we don't. Uh, we've all been there. What happened? I said we've all been there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Natural feelings. Absolutely. Uh, that also makes me think of, um, because sometimes, right. So, so yeah, so some of these, some of these, uh, behaviors, right. Or these patterns won't, uh, be revealed right away. And then in other instances, um, there are some things that maybe when you're first like going on your first date or you're getting to know someone, um, that do kind of pop up and you're just like, wait, what? Like, hold up. Uh, one of those things that I, <laughs> One of the things that I have always found to be like suspect as hell when you're like meeting or dating someone and you start getting to know each other and having conversations is, uh, you know, inevitably the conversations about like exes comes up right at some point for some some people sooner than later. And uh, it's always been funny to me, like when someone is like, oh, yeah, all of my exes were crazy. So I'm like, okay, so, so I'm like, wait, let, let me, let me make sure I'm hearing this correctly. Right. So everybody else was crazy in your relationships with them. And you were like the only sane motherfucker, right? Like, yeah. Okay. No, I'm not fucking buying it. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. Like we know sometimes crazy attracts crazy. Right. But it's like legitimately, like we know there are some people out there that are certified, uh, but I feel like if you're having a conversation with someone you just met and they're always kind of, you know, um, referring to people that they've dated as the person who is the crazy one or the other persons are always the reason why the relationship didn't work out. That to me is a huge red flag because right there you're like, okay, in every one of your relationships, like there's nothing there's no accountability for anything that you may have done that played a part in why this relationship didn't work out. Uh, so that, that to me is something to kind of like always pay attention to because it, it, it's something is off there if it's everybody else and it's never that person. <laughs> that's an issue. Yeah. That's a definite issue. If someone's always blaming someone else and looking to someone else, know that this is going to happen in your relationship as well. Absolutely. And then you're going to become the crazy one. Uh, yeah. and, see <laughs> and speaking of crazy, uh, that also makes me think about pretty much when someone starts gaslighting you, right? Uh, which, you know, gaslighting is a form of manipulation that someone uses to make you doubt yourself, your thoughts, your words, your feelings, your actions. Uh, they're constantly telling you, you know, like you're acting irrational, you're over-exaggerating, you're imagining things. I never said that. Like, you're so dumb. You never you never said that to me when clearly, you know, like your ass did. And for the ladies, I don't know, Wendy, if you've ever experienced this, but I've been sometimes in some relationships and like 
have heard like, uh, oh, your period must be coming or you're, you're on your period. Uh, and uh, this is uh, why, this is why you're acting like this. Yes. Yes. And I'm just like, uh, excuse me. Like that to me is like fucking gaslighting at its finest. And like, seriously, like, don't get me wrong. Right. I know as women, our our hormones can get a little cray cray during our menstrual cycles, but this in no this in no way is the reason every single time we want to speak or feel or act in a certain manner um, regarding various situations that it's stemming uh, solely based on our menstrual cycle. Uh, so, ladies, don't don't let anybody fucking bamboozle you, okay? <laughs> right, right, or is it? Oh, is it that your period's coming? Is it that you're on your period? Is mm -hmm. your period over? So it turns into like, it's constantly you. Exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. And that's a good point because that's a tactic that that's, oh, these are tactics that's used to make you like second guess yourself uh, to the point where you actually, you know, not only they over here running around, my ex is crazy, whatever. Like you actually feel like you are fucking going crazy. Because if someone's constantly telling you like, oh, I didn't say that or you didn't say that um, and just, you know, not not validating your feelings, um, not hearing you out or just kind of like shifting the blame always, uh, it starts frustrating you, you know, um, and then it's like you're trying to confront the person and it always becomes a losing battle because, you know, they just either keep downplaying everything. Like I said, they ignore you or they say shit like, you know, like I'm not doing this anymore as if you're trying to st stir up some trouble and be confrontational yeah. in a negative way um, or they just simply like walk away like, oh, I don't got time for this. I don't want to talk about this right now. So then literally you're just kind of like left there with your feelings that are never taken into consideration and things are never properly addressed or resolved. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I, I just have to go back to that calling you crazy because I think that men love, you know, obviously when you, not when you're in a relationship with them, but after they love calling women crazy and that just boils my blood. So understanding <laughs> people, yeah, it really does. I get so pissed off. And, um, understanding that people are creatures of habit. So if he's talking badly about his ex, if he's putting his ex down, if she was the most awful person in the world, you're next. You're right. Right. Exactly. And just to put a disclaimer out there, this also um, goes for oh. women with women in relationships, calling each other crazy because we are guilty oh, of, you know, calling other people crazy bitches and all this other shit. <laughs> Yeah, it goes always, always. We, we're the bad guy sometimes. They're the bad guy sometimes. Absolutely. Um, uh, so some of the other things that make me go, hmm, um, is, you know, when someone is constantly putting you down under like the pretense that they're joking like okay cool in relationships some kind you know like my boyfriend and I we have like this back and forth banter but there are and this this goes back to our last um our last episode that we just um aired last week which is setting those boundaries right there are certain limitations where it's just kind of like okay uh this this isn't funny uh the joke you know, the, you're you're joking and you're telling me you don't really mean it, but it's hurting my feelings or it's making me angry or whatever. It has me feeling some type of way like this is not cool, you know, and if they keep doing it, 
um, and again, disregard your feelings and what you're communicating to them, that's something else to look out for in relationships. Have you yeah. ever experienced any of those, any of those kind of red flags personally? When someone starts making fun of you, but it's, it's always a joke and it's always, it always was meant in, in jest. Just understand that those, there's a feeling that, that you feel when those jokes are being told about you. So you start internalizing that you start feeling badly about that. And then eventually it affects you. So if someone's making jokes that you don't like, 100% speak to them about it. And again, yes, that goes back to our setting boundaries podcast, our last podcast. Um, so definitely speak on that gaslighting. Oh my gosh. I think that was the number one keyword on Google in 2022 and 2023. I don't <laughs> think or that. Yeah, seriously. I don't think before that many people even use the word, the word gaslighting. It was more of a clinical word. Um, I agree. I, I, I can attest what? to it because, yeah, because when I first heard of it, I was like, what the fuck is gaslighting? What does that mean? So it's it's pretty new to me as well. I think the word is new, but we all know we've been gaslit, right? We've been through that. I think the word is fairly new to a lot of us, but we've been there. Um, what I think what bothers me about gaslighting is the psychological manipulation that goes into gaslighting. Like yep. it's very sophisticated how someone can can pull so much at your self-esteem and put you down so much little by little where you don't notice it, but you start questioning who you are and whether you know you are going crazy and questioning your your thoughts and your ideas, right? And then you feel like you have to check in with other people to make sure that your the way you feel is valid. So I think that's what really bothers me about gaslighting is just that manipulation. Yeah. Um, and they say that um, uh, narcissists are the number one individuals <laughs> to oh, start yeah. gaslighting others. But I mean, I know we won't get into narcissism because we'll save that for another episode. But just to kind of put that out there. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to get into that one. But moving on. Um, so how does how do you do how you do anything in life is how you do everything? Like I said before, people are creatures of habit and there are always small clues of how your partner will potentially treat you. So if they're easily angered, if they're always angry and they're always upset and they're always, um, they always have this mean look on their face, but they're not doing it to you. Watch out for that because that could be something that the person has an issue with and it might turn into um, someone who has a very tough temper or someone who might eventually be physical with you. So that's something to definitely uh, watch out for. Also, someone who doesn't listen to you or validate your feelings. If someone does not give you the respect that you need and the respect that you deserve, that's a red flag that you need to watch out for. Your voice is important and what you have to say deserves respect. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and then obviously in the beginning of a relationship, don't expect people to open up and tell you everything about their lives. But when you've been with someone a while, they should be open to sharing things with you. And if someone is still very closed off and doesn't talk to you about things and you feel like you're not connecting this with this person on an emotional level, that's something you need to look out for also. 
Also, how your partner treats others. This one is so important. Um, you can see their interest. Always pay attention, I guess, to their interaction with their mother. Number one, we've heard this one before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Their mothers, their friends, their coworkers, their neighbors, um, wait staff at a restaurant. That's a huge one for me. Yep. <laughs> right? If they start treating people who they feel are beneath them um, in a really horrible, demeaning way, watch out for that because then they'll do it to you in the future. Um, there's a strong possibility. Also, how they treat their parents. Um, how are they treating the people that brought them into this world? Um, their interactions, their connections. So that's really important to look at. Um, so what do these things say about them? How does it make you feel? How do you feel when you're around them and, and they're acting this way? Trust that intuition. Trust your gut. It, there's always something that's being uh, manifested within you. And sometimes you need to stop and listen um, and you're going to find directions. Yep, totally agree. Um, especially that weight thing. Oh, I, I cringe if I go out with someone. And um, I mean, it's worse enough if you're treating your your family or your friends or your coworkers in a certain manner. Uh, but like when you're out somewhere and you're treating strangers rudely or just being mean, uh, that literally makes my skin crawl. It's like the number one biggest turn off ever <laughs> for me. Uh, but another thing to think about is uh, what sometimes a lot of people don't even think about this when they're discussing kind of red flags is uh, how people treat animals. Like you don't have to only like pay attention to like, oh, how they're treating other humans. That's one aspect of it, right? But um, how are people treating animals? And it's not that you even have to be an animal oh lover or an animal advocate, but literally if you're witnessing someone who is around an animal and they seem like, oh, th th this person is so nice and they're so polite and all these good things, right? They check off all these boxes and then you come to my house and you fucking kick my cat or something like... Oh <laughs> And Wendy and I actually have animals. So for us, this is Wendy has a cat and a dog and I have cats and I've had dogs in the past. Um, but again, even if you're not an animal lover, like the way you treat any living thing is like a telltale sign of some shit that's going on with you. So, yes. you know... You can be a good human being to me, but if you come to my home uh, or we're in the street and I see you being cruel to an animal, that to me is good. That's going to be like huge fucking red flags um, that there's yeah. a part of you that is, you know, not compassionate towards some other living thing. And that's going to that's going to be an issue for me. Like <laughs> I could not with you more. You don't like you don't have to be a cat person or a dog person or a parrot person, but if you don't care about a living thing, if you're, if you're being mean or you're hurting a living being, that's just, that takes it to another level. I think one of the characteristics of, you know, some sociopaths or psychopaths is that as children, they, they hurt animals yes. and they dismember animals. So that's a really interesting point that you brought up because um, watch out for that. If they hurt your animals, they could hurt you. 
Mm-hmm. And that sometimes it starts making us wonder, right? Like, well, if, if let's say you, if you don't recognize the red flag, then that's one thing, right? But let's say you do start kind of um, seeing these things and kind of sensing, uh, sensing that something is off or you start feeling uncomfortable, then we have to ask ourselves, so why are we continuing to pursue this particular relationship? Or if you're already in the relationship, right? Like, why are we still in it? If we keep seeing like red flags after red flag after red flag, and over time, you know, these behaviors and actions and, and things become worse. Uh, one of the things I know, and you'll get into some other stuff, is sometimes we're dependent on how we grew up, right, within our own homes, um, we can be marrying uh, parental relationships, right? So like if we grew up witnessing toxic and unhealthy patterns of behaviors from our parents and how they interacted with one another, or if they were divorced or separated, how they interacted with other partners that they had, it is likely that at some point we may also begin to exhibit some of those traits over time in our relationships as we get older and we begin to date. And um, yesterday I did an IG live and I know you were on it or not yesterday, the other night, Tuesday with Jen. And she had said, uh, that's a friend of mine. Um, and she had um, said that uh, like she saw this and I've seen it as well in myself, but like she said that at some point when she was growing up, like she was trying so hard to be like, I'm not going to be like my mom. I'm not, I'm not going to do things the way like my mom did. And then, you know, fast forward into, you know, her adulthood. And she started like being acting or being a certain way. And then it hit her like, oh, shit, I just became my mom. Like or or like for us, it's like, oh, my God, like I just did something like I'm my dad now. Right. Um, And not that some of our you know, everyone's family is different. So um, there are always positive and, and not so positive traits in, in every family dynamic, um, no matter how good your upbringing may have been. Um, and there's always things that maybe we do not want to emulate. And so when we kind of see these things, uh, it's good to recognize them and to be, you know, to try to become aware of them so that if we don't want to continue those patterns of behavior, like maybe getting angry quickly or yelling or cursing someone out. Um, I've been guilty of that one, right? <laughs> it's like, it's All like, no, us. it's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to yell to the top of my lungs. Um, that's, you know, like, that's like what my parents used to do. And I, I don't want to go there, um, you know, to just kind of be conscious of it and aware what, if you start seeing that you're exhibiting these behaviors that you said from young, like, I don't want to do that so that you can um, start working on, you know, correcting them, which uh, obviously takes time. And studies have shown also that it's almost an automatic that you start when you're an adult, you start mirroring those relationships that you grew up with. Because when you're young, you're almost like a tape recorder, right? You're tape recording, you're recording everything as a child. And even though you don't want to be like your parents, Sometimes you're going to pick up many of those traits. So mo the most important thing is recognizing those traits and working through them. Yep. So, um, so sometimes why, why else do we stay in relationships? Low self-esteem, lack of self-worth. We discussed this. 
at our other podcast because it's so important for us. Um, your self-esteem and self-worth will determine how much you put up with from, from a, a partner and others. If your self-esteem, if you have self-esteem issues, you may see you may see this in other aspects of your life, right? You may see this with friends or family members taking advantage advantage of you. If something does not work out or not feel right, at the end of the day, you just let it go. Let it go and move on. You deserve better. Absolutely. We all do. Um, so why is it because why is it important in the first place to become aware of red flags? Um, there are probably a million and one reasons, but some of the ones that I want to highlight are uh it allows you to recognize unhealthy behaviors right away. You know, if you're just meeting someone um and you're having conversations, then again you start um seeing things that are or that are making you feel uncomfortable or the things that the person is saying is making you feel uncomfortable and you just send something is off. That's something to pay attention to. Uh, in addition to that, um, once you're in the relationship itself, if you hadn't seen that before, like Wendy mentioned earlier, and then all of a sudden now you're in this thing and you're like, six months in or whatever, and you start recognizing this, uh, that's when you can start picking up those cues like, mm, this is not really healthy. This is not, you know, how I want to be vibing with this person in this relationship. And you can, you know, address it. And another reason is it, it uh, helps you avoid getting into a toxic relationship. Um, so that goes hand in hand with the unhealthy behaviors, right? If you start recognizing, okay, maybe the person did it once, right? We're human, right? So not everything that someone does is going to be like, oh my God, red flag, I'm not dating you, right? Like we're human, right. we make <laughs> we make mistakes or sometimes we're having an off day. So it's not like, a, like oh, that's it, I'm writing you off. Um, but like for me, one of the things too um, is a determining, right? Over time as you're going out on dates with them or if you're in the relationship as you're in it, um, do these patterns keep presenting themselves? Do these behaviors keep presenting themselves? Because if they do, that's a problem. Uh, if it's something like off the bat initially, that is just, you're just like, like I said before, you're feeling uncomfortable with how someone um, said something or, or how they reacted to something. I would address it right away. And for me, one of the things is if I'm addressing it and you're writing it off, like from the bat and you don't even want to like respond to it and you don't want to, you know, speak about it to me in the back of my head. I'm like, mm, this is an issue, right? Because if you're, tr if you're getting to know someone on a deeper level and you're trying to work together to build this relationship and you are, uh, you know, speaking to them about whatever concern that you may have, and all of a sudden they're on the defense and it's like, I didn't do anything wrong or they're like denying it or whatever the situation right. is, or they, or they just don't want to speak about it. That to me is uh, problematic. Sorry, Wendy, what were you going to say? Cause you know, I can go off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. I said, right. Because I agree with you, but I also think that we need to watch out because sometimes we tend to um, date the same types of people. So mm -hmm. those same, those same kind of characteristics keep coming uh, back over and over again. So, you know, we've, we've all done this in the past. We're like, oh, I like the kind of guy who's like tough and macho, 
but sometimes, or I like a certain person that's sensitive and can listen, but then there's certain characteristics that come with that, that you have to watch out for. Right. And then we make excuses for everything right. that they do. <laughs> right. I've been there. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> but we can't always leave those relationships. Everything is not black and white. Things can be difficult sometimes. So we're not forgetting that that's a challenge. So if you're unable to leave a bad relation relationship, there's several options to consider. So you can seek help from a therapist or counselor to work through the emotional and psychological aspects of the relationship because we're real here. We know that you can't just pack up your bag sometimes and walk out the door. Mm -hmm. You can't do power to you, but sometimes you can. Right. Reach out. Yeah. Reach out to a domestic violence hotline or organization for support and resources. In the United States, we have a national hotline. It's 800-799-7233. And you can chat or speak on the phone, which is very convenient. You should also create a safety plan with the help of a professional, which includes identifying safe places to go and people to contact in case of an emergency. Keep evidence of abuse and document any incidences. Talk to friends, family, or trusted people, and as always, ask for help. Um, if all else fails, obviously contact the authorities. It's important to remember that leaving a bad relationship can be difficult, and it's important to have a plan and support in place before making any decisions. So thank you for being part of this incredibly important discussion today. Hopefully you can now recognize some of the red flags and make an informed decision moving forward in your relationships. Absolutely. And um, my final thoughts are when it comes to red flags, trust your gut, pay attention to the words and actions of others and believe someone when they show you who they are the first time. On that note, blessings to all. Peace out. Thank you for being part of today's podcast. If you love the content of this episode, please download, share, rate, and review. If you want to know where else to find us, check out our links in the show notes. We hope this talk brought you a little further along in your wellness journey. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Reach out to us via email at feministpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our Instagram handle at feministpodcast.